everybody, this is Bunkhouse Bob. And the lovely Mark. Live from the Armory Wrestling Show is heard worldwide. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. But this is an FNX.network plug, which means we're heard from Mobile, Alabama to Melbourne, Australia. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Check us out on FNX.network. What do you say, Laura? From the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. You're lying, Bob. I never said I don't want to do this interview. Those words yes, never came out of my mouth. You are the, the biggest lying sack of crap ever. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. Yes, Laura almost got lost in her home state of West Virginia, but she's with us tonight. How are you, Laura? And the lovely Laura. Foot is about to find your ass as a home state if you keep that shit up. What's going on? This is Bunkhouse Bob, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Folks, this is episode 295 of the program coming up tonight at 7.30. We're going to have Mr. TJ Boss back on the program. A lot of things have transpired in the land that is known as PWX and with the syndicate and Jason Cade and a bunch of stuff going on. So we're going to talk to TJ about that and about a few other things. Uh, He's... uh, one of the guys that we knew that we had to get back on this show because, folks, after this one, there's only five episodes left. You heard me right. Five episodes of Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. But we're going to concentrate on this episode tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, wherever you're listening at, however you're listening to the program, whether you hear us here on Blog Talk Radio or any of the other podcast platforms we're on. We would particularly, particularly, if I can get it out right, like it if you went over to www.fnx.network and gave them your support. A lot of great content available on FNX. Make sure that you're supporting them. Uh, speaking of support, if you'd like to support perhaps this show or another independent professional entity, uh, wrestler, program, promotion, whatever, go to www.prowrestlingtees.com. Type in FNX Network up in the search bar. There's a couple of live from the Armory Wrestling Show shirts that you can buy. And as always, if you have a question, a comment, a critique, or a criticism, or uh, anything pertaining about to this program, you can always hit us up on the email at asktheArmory at gmail.com. I know that Mr. Coles would like maybe to get a few questions about maybe our thoughts on what this last six years has done. I was just thinking when we were going through the opening montage there, the the little part when I was saying, you know, that Laura didn't want to do the interview, that was with Ken Dixon, 
with MCW Pro Wrestling. You guys may be familiar with Ken. Ken was a, a really great guest to have on. Didn't know if it was a work or a shoot because I think he stayed in character the entire interview, which is always cool. And speaking of staying in character, she has stayed in character all of these months, years, weeks, days, all that other stuff. The character I'm talking about, of course, is the other co-host of this program, the lovely Laura. Laura, how are you tonight? I'm very Queen Bee-ish tonight, Bob. See what I said, folks? What I what I mean when I said about staying in character, the Queen Bee. <laughs> What's going on in your world tonight? How's 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 life treating you? Oh, uh, well, I was telling you I was having some plumbing issues, and hopefully those are going to get uh, uh, resolved um, this weekend. Um, just tired, Bob. Uh, I got spoiled last week. Because I was off for MLK Day, and our office uh, flooded a little bit the previous weekend. So Mm -hmm. we closed Wednesday and Thursday of the week of MLK Day uh, because they had to steam clean our carpet. So I only worked like two days last week. Wow. (laughs) uh, this week, it's, it's you know, it's, it's kicking my butt a little bit. It's kicking my butt. I'm, I'm a little tired. Um, so but always hard going back to that full week after working a partial week. Well, you know, uh, for four years, I worked in a dentist office, and we only worked Monday through Friday. I mean, pardon right. me, Monday through Thursday every week. Okay. So I had a yeah. weekend every week. So yeah. I, when I went back to my job at the car dealership, Monday through Friday, you talk about kicking your butt for the about first couple of months. <laughs> Holy crap. See, that's what you need to do, folks. You need to get a job at the dentist office, you know, because there's nothing worse than getting a toothache on a Saturday and not finding anybody open. So, yeah. It, it, can, that's the truth. That yeah, is the I mean, truth. That is the truth. Uh, well, we uh, go on and uh, knock out the social media, and let's get into the Twitter poll this week that Mr. Coles had prepared. Let's get into uh, George. I'm a legend, Cole. Yes. Um, we can be. He is manning the Twitter machine tonight at from the Armory. So if you have a question for me or Bob or a comment, uh, you know, um, we got five of these left, folks. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, some of my favorite uh, uh, guests and spots and things that we've done here uh, it's been a long road getting from there to here and um, I've enjoyed it and I appreciate Bob uh, putting up with a lot of my sass he's been a he's been a trooper <laughs> above and beyond um, but uh, you can follow along with my sass at circle sky these are these are twitter handles y'all and you can follow along uh, Bob at Bob underscore Dels, and you can follow along with George at the OP and our good friend Dr. Dubuisson at the Gray Lobster. Uh, you can uh, catch us on Facebook with our uh, official page, and you can also catch our fan page. Um, if you want to go back from the last three years, is it last three or four, Bob? Three. I think four. it's three. I think three. Three. Three-ish. Three-ish. <laughs> Three-ish, three-ish. Yeah. and listen to any of the uh, 
great stars that we had uh, on our show, you can do that easily um, at um, two. So, you know, just log on to YouTube and uh, search our name in their search bar, and you can, you can find uh, past episodes uh, from there. Um, George had a great uh, Twitter poll because, uh, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about uh, the Royal Rumble here Absolutely. in just a second. I know you do too. Um, George's Twitter question was, with the Royal Rumble this weekend, what type of surprise entry do you like most? A debuting mm-hmm. star, a returning mm-hmm. legend, and comic relief. A returning yeah. legend won with 50% of the vote. A debuting star uh, won, uh, pardon me, came in at second at 35%, and comic relief came in at 15%. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, and I just want to go ahead and jump into it, I cried when Edge came out there. I and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I cried when the man had to retire because he was my guy. Yeah. He was my guy. He was my guy before CM Punk was my guy. He was my guy. Mm. Yeah. And to see him come out and to realize two things that oh my god, I forgot what this feels like and number two, oh my god, they didn't forget me. Mm. You know, and I'm cheering up just talking about it right now, just to be honest with you, because it was beautiful. It was absolutely, positively beautiful. I've met Edge in person, and he's so unassuming. And, he, you know, God bless him. When I met him, he was kind of a little standoffish until I talked about uh, Beth and their first child. And he, he opened up and was very uh, warm. And laughing, and it was just—it was a great thing. And I'm—I'm I'm hoping that he's not coming back prematurely, or shouldn't be coming back. And I'd heard rumors, and I don't know if this is true, Bob, but you—you you let me know if you've heard this rumor too. Okay. Uh, the reason that he, that he is back is because he got cleared to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Brought that to WWE, and Vince said, "No, even though you're cleared, I, you know, I still can't really have you wrestling because of your neck." Mm-hmm. Well, supposedly he went to AEW and said, "You know, I've, I'm cleared to wrestle. You know, you guys want to talk deal?" And they've offered him, they offered him a deal, mm-hmm. and he came back to Vince and said, "Okay, um, they're going to put me on their program. What you got now? I don't mm-hmm. know if that's true." I don't know. It's just a rumor that I heard. Yeah. Um, but uh, have you heard anything like that? I have not heard that rumor. I think George would be the AEW link there. I heard that part of the terms of his contract was were revealed. I think it's a a, a one-year, $3 million deal, if I remember right, uh, guaranteed to wrestle at five events, obviously coming off the heels of the Royal Rumble and what we saw on Monday Night Raw, it's a no-brainer that it will be uh, Edge and Randy Orton at WrestleMania. I don't see how it how it can't be. Um, but no, I have not heard the AEW story. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, back in the day, it was the bounce back and forth between then WWF or WWE and WCW. Uh, now you have a legitimate bank, at least at the very least, a legitimate bank in AEW to bounce that 
that counter offer back to the right. WWE because we know that Impact well, is going to would offer him money, but obviously not, not the, that kind of money. So, yeah. um, George has just messaged me and said Dave Meltzer said exactly what I just said. Okay, well, and that's possible. That is very plausible. Very plausible. It, it, it is, and you know. I just want to touch on the Royal Rumble again real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I posted this on Facebook. Um, I've been kind of quiet on Facebook here recently. Um, But this I I felt like I had to post. Uh, Zane Riley had posted something while the Rumble was going on about how great it was. And if you didn't understand Mm -hmm. how great it was, maybe you need to rethink your thoughts on wrestling. And Because I was like, I was so mad. I was like, huh? Oh my God! Brock Lesnar can't win this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then Cozy, oh, oh, here comes Big E, and then like you know, yeah. he's there. Brock is uh, here comes Keith Lee, yeah. and he's like, who's this big motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah. Comments. Everyone's comments on Zane's post. And then I went back and watched the Rumble again, and I was like, he's exactly right. I haven't been invested in anything the WWE has done in a very long time. And that was a very entertaining Rumble. Uh, Brock Lesnar was – he did better than I've seen him do in a long time. And Paul Heyman, of course, was just spot on. You know, It made Drew look – like he was so, I mean, like he was invincible for something. Like a million you know, dollars, he, absolutely. And, and it was good. To, I'm so glad the Edge lasted as long as he did. I didn't expect him to win it. I was hoping that either he or Drew would win it because it's Drew. Drew deserves it. It's time mm-hmm. yes. for him. Um, but yeah, and I, you know, I was like, wow, maybe I do, maybe I do need to rethink you know, um, wrestling. But with, with Edge, it kind of, with him coming back, it kind of, you know, it's drawn me in, drawn me back in just a little bit. I'm still kind of not, uh, except, you know, SmackDown when Dolph Ziggler uh, is there. <laughs> but um, the UK, um, yeah. that was a great show. We watched, uh, we watched it and, I've, I haven't I've had a chance to watch it yet. That's when worlds collide, right. right? Do what? I said I haven't had a chance to watch that yet. That's when worlds collide. That pay per view is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I just couldn't think of the name of it. Um, it was great. I was really uh, impressed with a lot of them. Walter was just a beast, an absolute mm-hmm. beast. And you know, uh, you have to look at Adam Cole and. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, you know, uh, do they leave NXT? Because, I mean, they can't be the top dogs all the time. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they can or not. I don't know if they can or not. There are guys that are there. Tommaso Ciampa comes to mind that says that he, he does not want to leave NXT. There are a few others that have been very vocal, and I think that uh, before I get into the rumble, I think that the WWE has made a concerted effort to level the to level the brands that the you're not going down to NXT that you are up at NXT that that all all brands are on the same level 
And I, I think that there's a, a concerted effort there to make sure that that happens. And if that means that certain people are going to stay or bounce back and forth, come and go, uh, I mean, you're seeing it with Finn Balor right now. Um, I, I think that that's what you're going to see in order to maintain that, um, oh, what's the word, uh, continuity between right. all, all the major brands. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, George's question is very spot on because we got a little bit of everything with the Royal Rumble. Uh, probably one of the better Rumbles in recent memory, uh, for me anyway. Uh, one of the things that I wish that they would do is I wish they would go back to two-minute intervals, you know, this 90 seconds, you know, it just by the time some people get down to the ring, they've already burned up, you know, part of their time. It just, you know, it, yeah, it's crazy. It's a long but the the booking for the rumble, both the men's and the women's, um, I, I thought were spot on. I thought it was absolutely spot on. Uh, for me, a lot of times it's you know getting to see that you know one familiar face or a couple familiar faces that may come out. Uh, the other thing is just where everybody is positioned at within the rumble, and I think they did an excellent job with it this year. Uh, because I too was like after the fourth elimination by Lester, I was thinking, please do not tell me that he is going to go through 20 people and we're going to get down to the last 10, you know, cause right. it, you know, it, and you could start to hear the, you know, feel the crowd go back and forth and, you know, and that investment and the rumble is one of those pay-per-views because of the type of match that it is. And because of the, the way that it's built up and presented that you can't help but get invested. You can't help but count down. Who's coming next? Who's got, you know, that anticipation and, you know, those different types of matchups. Uh, it's always good to see. Um, you know, for me, you know, Edge coming out, one of the things that I used to do to boy band, which is my son, David, for those that, that don't know the nickname. When he was younger, he could not stand Edge. Edge always seemed to to beat out his favorites, whether it was Ray Mysterio or, you know, at that point in time, John Cena. And, you know, it was, he always, he always either won by hook or crook or just got out by the skin of his teeth. And every time that edge would win, I would turn to David and I would say, thank God for edge. And it would piss him off so much. He would get livid. He could not stand edge. So, uh, he texts me, I'm watching the rumble and of course edge comes out and all that. He texts me that night. And you know what the text said? Uh, Oh God, here comes edge. Thank God for edge. <laughs> Thank God for edge. <laughs> That's what my son texted me. Uh, so, you know, with the rumble, there were, there were several great points to it and I'm not going to sit here and give you a blow by blow on the, uh, <clears throat> on the whole event. Drew McIntyre winning the Rumble is absolutely perfect. This is a guy that at one point in time was brought in by the WWE, was uh, told that he is the future of the company, is a future champion. This is Vince McMahon's new guy. He ends up not being the guy. He gets released. He works the independence, gets back to NXT, gets hurt. He's on the shelf a year, works his way back, and then he's back up on the roster, and he's kind of, flailing away a little bit and finally here is the break i mean this is a guy all things being equal has a tremendous look uh a great 
a great work ethic, uh, is smooth in the ring and has, has it. I mean, he, he can be the guy. And, uh, I think he's the guy that will, will beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. The other thing that really stood out to me was in the women's rumble was Bianca Belair. I mean, how, how incredible is this young lady? I mean, she is one of the best pure athletes on the on on the WWE roster. Period. Man, woman, right. child, bar none. One of the best pure athletes that I think that I've seen in a long, long time. And I've I've seen her in NXT, and I've seen her at a couple of the takeovers. But this was her moment to shine, and boy, did she shine bright! What what a phenomenal, phenomenal talent the WWE has a blue chipper in this woman. I, 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 I'm really, really high on her. I thought her performance was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. The other thing that stood out other than the 92nd rule, <clears throat> uh, if I had a negative was the absolute crap commentary that went on in different parts throughout the rumble. It was like people's brains were on pause at one point. During the opening the opening contest between uh, Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin, when they're fighting back by the Portageons, Michael Cole says he keeps ramming him into these structures. I'm like, it's a fucking Portageon. It's not a structure. It's a fucking Portageon, dude. Everybody can see it's a Portageon. Yeah, you know, just little things like that that I found irritating. Jerry Lawler talking about how he'd like to be in the women's rumble. I'm like, dude, it's 2020, you know, talking about what he said to Kelly Kelly when they were first introduced, how funny of a story it was when he met Kelly Kelly. He said, I'm glad we got to meet. Now I know what to ask Santa for for Christmas. And I'm like, dude, that that shtick just doesn't go over anymore. For me, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And, you know, somebody needs to, uh, you know, down yet again and say, look, dude, this shit don't fly. This is not 1980. It's not 1990. Hell, this is not even 2000. Um, stop doing this shit. There were just little one-liners like that weaved through the whole through the whole broadcast. Not just from Waller, but just from you know the different commentators and stuff. And I'm just like, what? What the hell are you talking about? I mean, it just—I don't know. It just maybe it was just me. I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. But um, the other thing with Edge is, and I, I don't think that a lot of people knew this. I mean, I certainly didn't know it. And I'm sure it wasn't made public knowledge. I did not know that he had the second surgery. I didn't know that he had another fusion done. Uh, and you have to think, from the time that he retired in 2011 until now, which is only a nine-year span. A lot of people say, well, it's only been nine years. Excuse me. There have been major advancements in that type of procedure. Uh, So for him to come out the following night and explain how it is that he's there and and medically cleared, I thought not only set up the Orton feud even better with the stuff that transpired, but also let fans know that, you know, what was going on, you know, and I, I thought that was awesome. Um, and, you know, 
the fact that he's feuding with Orton also makes me feel better because Orton will take care of him. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, uh, I, I think they'll have a brilliant, brilliant program together. I think I truly believe that. I mean, they were built for one another. Just they their, sure were. Their, their, their history, their history. Speaking uh, of history. Real quick, yeah. real quick uh, uh, George says that Beth Phoenix and MVP were his highlights. Beth Phoenix yeah. uh, cut her head open. Yeah, and I saw that wrestled. spot. Yeah. God bless you, guys. <laughs> and MVP, that was a great surprise, too. I, I'm, I'm glad he's back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I was getting ready to say, speaking of history, historically, We've had two-time guests, sometimes three-time guests. I think, I don't know, I think there's even been a four-time guest. But this guy, historically, will be now a two-time guest on the program. And uh, very, very excited to welcome this guy back. He's one, he's one of our favorite people. And if I have this correct, we'd like to welcome back to the program Mr. TJ Boss. TJ, are you there, sir? Yes, sir. How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Just um, got my good clothes on, got my relaxation clothes on, so I'm just sitting down and relaxing and taking a load off. Well, in my younger days, my relaxation clothes consisted of silk pajamas and a smoking jacket and a captain's hat, but I'm a little older now. Oh, no, wait, that's not me. That's Hugh Hefner. Shit, that's my fault. Uh, no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> you doing okay Love though, TJ? Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. How y'all guys doing? We're doing, doing good. Well. We're doing good. And you can, you can hear in the background, she's chomping at the bit. TJ, uh, Lori, you want to say hello to TJ? Hello there. I am so glad that we've got you on the show that, and now that I'm here this time, I'm extra glad. <laughs> Well, I would say uh, the first show was uh, great, but um, I hate that you wasn't able to uh, get to do it So the first time, so I'm glad you was able to do it the second time. Me too. See, and we've got, we've, got, uh, we've got some new stuff, and we've got to cover some stuff, and some of it's going to be good, and some of it's going to be uncomfortable, and, and Laura's going to try to make you feel as comfortable as possible, and we're going to go on and get started. TJ... You know, as as I was watching the Royal Rumble, which you heard us talking about this past weekend, it felt like the attention had shifted to the big guys, like Keith Lee, Drew McIntyre, Big E, you know, obviously Brock Lesnar. Is 2020 the year of the big man in wrestling? Are we going to start to see maybe an emphasis on uh, on big guys again? Um, the way that is going, that's what that's what it looks like. Um with uh those guys and plus um some of uh us uh indie guys that are um bigger guys it's um a lot of uh i think the world is starting to see now that not only that um big men are um are still here in uh professional wrestling but it's a lot of us that can that can move like the smaller guys now. So that's that's a that's a real good thing and it's it's starting to um we're starting to get eyes on us now and it's and it's and it's really exciting to be a big man in a professional wrestling today. We have to give a nod or I, I think we have to give a nod to Keith Lee for that. I mean I remember seeing him at an Evolve show 
and he was impressive. But this dude, he this is a massive dude. This is a big boy, and he moves around like he's a feather. I mean, it, it's unbelievable to me. Oh yeah. Um, well, to to me, and um, if he if he listens uh, to this, uh, he's probably gonna uh, chop me any harder. But um, being <laughs> in the ring with uh, James uh, J D Drake, um, and for the past couple years, and seeing him work. And uh, him able to um, be a part of that Evolve show that was uh, put on the WWE uh, Network, and the world get got a chance to see him. Um, mm-hmm. He, I, I believe he's played a very big part in um, bringing uh, big man wrestling to the light, especially around in the Carolina area and stuff like that. Well, I'm not I'm not a professional athlete, I'm not a professional wrestler, and certainly don't want James Drake, JD Drake, uh, to take anything that I said out of context. I I'm right there with you, big man. No chops. I don't need to go to Chop City, anything like that. We're all good. So we'll give you a nod nod as well. You know, don't want to leave anybody out. We're all inclusive here. Just wanna make sure that we're <laughs> on the same page. Um, you know, earlier this year. Tessa Blanchard became the first woman to win not only the Impact Championship, but the first woman to win the main championship of any major televised promotion. What are your thoughts on a woman holding what has traditionally been a man's championship title? Well, um, I've uh, I've met uh, Tessa a couple times. Um, I think the last time I've... um, really had a chance to say a little something to her was at uh WrestleCade this uh uh last year. And um it's the way the way the world of uh, wrestling is going, um it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. Um it's a lot now that um women that are being showcased and they can show that they can't hang with us uh guys. Um the performance that um, she put on to win the championship was um, a great performance. And uh, I'm hoping that in the future, she keeps on putting those performance and are, are able to show the world that women can do the same thing that men can do. Well, it would seem like there's going to be, there's, there's a, tr- a changing the guard or a changing of thought processes because I've heard rumblings, and George, you'll have to message me and let me know this, that NXT is thinking about taking away the term, quote-unquote, women's championship and just calling it the NXT championship. And some people were complaining because that would cause confusion because basically you would have two NXT championships. Does that make are, – are we getting – I guess my question, TJ, really is this. Are we getting too far off the deep end – in division, uh, I, 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 I guess that's kind of a little of a hard question to ask because I mean you know it's a lot of people now are so big on um, you know everybody being as uh, equals. Um, sure. Um, I believe that um, you know with Tessa winning the uh, Impact uh, World Championship, um, you know, it brings a new um, a new feel to things. And I, I believe that, you know, uh, 
WWE is, you know, they're they're trying to. I'm trying to look for the word to say on this one. Um, they're okay. trying to trying to stand out more. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, I guess trying right. to be ahead of the fold. Um. You know, I, let me throw. I really let me throw this at you. Or do you think that this is their response to Impact having the, a woman yeah. as their main championship holder? It, it, they're they're saying we're not going to go that far, but we're willing to do this. Yeah, I, 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 I think it is. I think because I mean, w, WWE is is the is the number one place, and you know, if um, I guess with um impact trying to you know go back to what they used to be and trying to stay ahead of the game you know WWE is going to do what they can to stay number 1 and if they feel that you know dropping the name dropping uh, w- uh the name of women's championship to just you know the you know the NXT championship you know right. maybe there can be something to help them stay Ahead of the game, but I really think that they should keep, you know, NXT Women's Championship to know that hey, you know, just because they're women, they they are their own brand, and you know, we gonna keep on rolling with this. Yeah, I don't. This is my my personal thought. I mean, there was such a movement, such a push, such a a momentum to be recognized. And to be, you know, to, to, to set apart and say, hey, this is what we're doing to then take it and make it a blanket or, or blank that. It's almost like a blanking it out to me. That, that's just me. I, I don't know. Call me crazy. I just, I don't know. It's strange. Um, well, well, with, um, with that triple threat match that they had last year for WrestleMania um, mm-hmm. with uh, Charlotte, Becky, and and Ronda Rousey, it was for the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championship. That was their, that was what they were selling. It was going to be a, whim, a, a women's match right. for the Women's Championship in the main mm-hmm. event of WrestleMania. So, I mean, it's like, right. you know, and that's never happened before until then. So, right. I don't see why they would want to try to go away from that, if that, yeah. you know, and that's my opinion. It makes sense, makes sense. TJ, um, as you know, there seems to be some animosity in the air concerning my next few questions. Tommy Thomas has referred to me as being ugly and stupid on social media. When you were first on in 2019, when we had the Spring of the Syndicate series here on this program, I had said on several occasions with other syndicate members, including yourself, that there seemed to me that there was friction between Jason K, Tommy Thomas, and other members. Now, in hindsight, is it fair to say that that friction was overlooked or ignored? Um, I can I can probably say that um, that it was overlooked um, when the uh, syndicate was uh, started with the original members, me, um, Elijah Evans. Um, Timmy Lou, Retton, uh Montana Black and uh Tommy Thomas. Um mm-hmm. we all had we all had one goal and it was to show that we belonged um anywhere on a card, um, uh, not just PWX. Uh PWX is a um is a uh very big 
uh, promotion for the Carolinas and for us mm-hmm. to take that over. Um, it was a chance for us to be recognized of the talent that we, that us five have. Um, adding Savannah Evans and uh, Jason Cade, that was hopefully something that Tommy and Elijah was looking at as taking us to another level. And I think mm-hmm. it did, especially with um, us in that uh, uh, War Games match. And, um, you know, winning that, um, I think it started kind of trickling down once um, everything unfolded out of that uh, uh, War Games match. And mm-hmm. it's just uh, Jason Cade wanting more power and thinking that he's better than what he what he is and doing everything he can to kick out Elijah. Uh, mm-hmm. the the big difference between those two and, you know, being under those two is I think that um Elijah wanted more of the group to succeed compared to K um just wanting us to have his back for just for him to succeed. So, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a long story but um yeah. for what Jason Cade has done these past couple of uh months to get to where he is today it it just pretty much just told itself what he what he had planned all along. And I wanna I wanna talk about that. Laura's gonna talk to you a little bit about the war games match, but I wanna move past that and watching the match tape back of the assault that you suffered at the hands of Corey Hollis and Brady Pierce at battle of the brands is bad enough. And I'm not sure which is worse, TJ, Tommy Thomas standing there like aunt Matilda at the bus stop watching as Jason Cade steals the PWX title or the actual cash in itself. Take us back to that night and tell us what your emotions are going through this. Well, um, and I, I really haven't, I had a chance to really um, say this to a lot of people, but um, I had um, about probably a month, month or two before Battle of the Brands, I had uh, lost a big part in my life, and that was my grandmother. Hmm. And um, yeah. you know, I've I had a lot of uh, things going on. Um, in my head, um, she was a, a very big part of a very big supporter of me becoming a wrestler. And um, when when everything happened, especially like with Too Close for Comfort and me and Slim going one on one, and uh, people are, I finally got a chance to showcase what I can do by myself. Um, I had a lot of momentum on my side, so um, going to the Battle of Brands especially against five of the top guys for PWX. I mean, if you really look at, you know, guys like J.D. Drake, Anthony Henry, Corey Hollis, John Schuyler, and Ethan Case, those guys have made big names in PWX and outside of PWX. And you got, you know, T.J. Boss has been a tag team guy ever since he's a debut for PWX. You know, the odds were really uh, stacked against me. Yeah. Um, but getting down to uh, me and Corey 
at the final two, I knew that um, I had to uh, do what I had to do to win. Like, I didn't – he had me um, in the uh, cross face, and uh, as much as I wanted to tap, I couldn't tap. I couldn't give up. And right. some way I got, I got out of it and um, was able to hit a last ride power bomb for the one, two, three. And the first thing I could think of was, you know, I can't believe that um, I'm actually a world champion. And if you've seen that the um, end of it, when I sat there and I just pointed to the sky, that was just to my grandma, just mm-hmm. to tell her that we did it. And, mm-hmm. um, with uh, with everything with emotions and, you know, just waiting to get my hands on that championship belt. Yeah. You know, Slim came to the ring, and then that's thing, you know, Brady just blasting from behind. You know, first thought was going on, like, what's, what's going on? And then, pow, a, a chair shot to the back. Um, it was probably one of the hardest chair shots I've ever taken. Uh, <laughs> uh, Drake. Me and him just got finished uh, having a chop battle of my life, <laughs> and hmm. and I don't have nothing on. Usually, I wear a, a singlet and t-shirt, so maybe you know that'll you know cover the blow a little bit. But you know, still on uh, a, on on a back, especially when you, you've been sweating, it's it's not uh-huh. a it's not a something that feels great. No. Uh, so sitting there and just getting beaten with a chair and no one's there, um, it, it sucked. And then uh, so when I happened to look up and see Cade in the ring, I'm like, okay, well, I got some help. Well, you kind of a little too late, but I got some help. Right, and, back up. Yeah, and then next thing you know, the lights go out. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I come to... Jason's on the ramp with the belt, and I'm just confused. Um, at, at at that at that point, I don't know who to trust because I mean, you know, here's a guy that I thought that was, you know, we your syndicate brothers supposed to be family, and mm-hmm. he just threw me away like I was a piece of you know like a piece of trash or something like that. Yeah. So like, so it's it's crazy. Like, Tommy tried to talk to me and all that stuff, man. But at at that moment, I wasn't focused on the syndicate or anything like that. I'm focused on getting my hands back on Jason Cade. Hmm. You probably should have blasted Tommy just for good measure, but we'll save that for another time. Um, X sixteen, <laughs> X sixteen is over, and now PWX moves on to the road to rise of a champion and the fans get to pick the matches. They get to choose the stipulations, all that great fandom stuff that everybody goes nuts over. Let's set the fans straight here on this TJ. What do you want to happen? What does TJ boss want to see happen at road to rise of a champion? It's, 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 it's very simple. Um, Going back to uh, Battle of the Brands, uh, I had uh, my wife and and uh, two of my uh, four girls at the show, and my mom and dad and my aunt and uncle. And mm-hmm. um, you know, seeing seeing them getting to get, get the, <laughs> them having a chance to see me win a 
win the PWX uh, World Championship was was very special, uh, especially with them being in the crowd and just being Absolutely. taken away in less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it it it's it sucked, and I have a very sour taste in my mouth. Um, you know, for for Jason Cade, um, I didn't win X16 because of you know just once again, you know, being in a match where it's never just a one on one, you know, it's always got to be some tricks, and you know. I guess Brady Pierce knew that because him giving me a spine buster on side of the ring didn't feel great. And I know y'all know about my my history with my uh, with my back injury. Yeah. And stuff. Mm-hmm. So so that didn't feel so great. And Corey did what he had to do. I'm glad he didn't win because he didn't deserve to win, uh, to win X16. But um, you know, I felt like X16 was my only shot to um, get my hands back on Jason K and take back what is mine. And now with uh, Road to Rise of a Champion and the fans get to choose, you know, it's very simple. I want my hands on Jason K. The fans know I want my, my hands on Jason K. And they have the power to vote and get me my one-on-one match for the PWX World Heavyweight Championship against Jason K. And you can get all that information about PWX and that upcoming event at www.pwxpro.com. And I'm going to turn it over to Laura. Laura, go ahead. Well, TJ, there's two things I want to say to you first. Um, I invited you uh, back on the show because you're the first person to ever come up to me and tell me that they were sorry um, that they had missed me on the show. First first wrestler that uh, I would not been able to be on the show, uh, first wrestler to ever come up to me and say, you know, I, I hate that I missed, you know, talking with you on the show. So I wanted to invite you back on because I wanted to talk to you. And secondly, well, thank you. um, you're, you're very welcome. And second, um, you were talking about your grandmother, and how important she was. And I just want to share this with you. Uh, My grandmother passed away in 2017, and today she would have been 93 years old. So just wanted to share that with you since you shared about your grandmother. Yeah. So before I get really um, (laughs) misty-eyed, I listened to your last appearance, and you said that the Tommy Tom had brought you in to PWX to dominate and to show that you deserve to be in your spot. Do you still think those were Tommy's intentions now? You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, that's a that's another tough question. Um, I've I've known I've I've been uh, blessed to get a chance to uh, know Tommy. Uh, inside and outside the ring, we've uh, been up and down the East Coast, a lot of hours in the car, a lot of hours, um, you know, in, you know, buildings and getting to know one another. Um, I know a lot of people don't like Tommy. (laughs) And 
Tommy is to blame for that. I mean, he can he can make <laughs> he can make water boil Thank you. without even putting it on the stove. Thank um, you. <laughs> um, to be to be honest with you, I like I said, I really haven't talked to Tommy a lot since uh, Battle of the Brands um, because, like I said, you know, it's in the in the sport, it's it's so hard to trust people. Um, right. I've know I know Tommy has um, tried reaching out to me, and I don't as right now I don't think it's the right time to talk to Tommy. Um, I got so much other things that I'm focused on, and I that, that my that my mind is on right now to where you know I feel like if I talk to Tommy or see Tommy, I'm a <laughs> do something that I shouldn't do. Um. I hope Tommy 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 is a is probably the smartest guy I know. And Tommy Tommy is like a a very good head coach. Um he he knows what to say, he knows what to do to to get you to where you need to be. And um you know, um I hope Tommy didn't know anything about this Jason K thing, he's been telling me that, and and all that. I'm really hoping that he didn't, you know, try to set anything up because Tommy knows the kind of you know wrestler that I am, and he knows that I'm a very angry guy, and <laughs> you don't want to make me angry because I will hurt you. So I'm uh, I'm hoping Tommy. Is telling the truth, um, but when the time is right, when I think the time is right, I'll sit down and I'll talk to Tommy, and we'll hash things out. Hmm. Well, you know, I would say this about Tommy is that um, there's no gray area with him. You either like him or you hate him. He's, he's that right. kind of person that that uh, you know. Uh, elicits that kind of reaction from people, and I absolutely, positively love Tommy Thomas uh, because I think that he is one of these people that will tell you to your face the truth. Right. Like if you ask him, Tommy, does this look good on me? No, it looks horrible. Take it off. I mean, it's just like I I, I appreciate someone's candor and not trying to sugarcoat things because he doesn't do that. He's like you know, straight up. Now, I hope that you find out at some point, you know, whether the fix was in or not. And I, I really hope for Tommy Thomas' sake that it wasn't <laughs> because yeah. I'm feeling mm. you're going to keep mm. mm-hmm. But um, let's shift gears just a little bit. And uh, let's talk about uh, the war game that happened at PWX shortly after your first appearance on the show. What are your thoughts about that match? Um, I, I still, I still may have a uh, thumbtack in my back somewhere uh, from that match. Um, um, Sharp pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that match, um, I've, I've been in steel cage matches and I've, and I've seen, um, war game matches. But to be in one was was I can't, I can't even explain it. Um, 
when the music hit and it was my turn to walk out, it I've, I've never felt nerves uh, the way I did going into that match. Um, it was complete chaos. Um, I just started hitting things that moved towards me. Um, I just didn't even think about it. I just I just did it. And uh, when Tommy Dreamer uh, came out, and <laughs> I went to go swinging him. I'm like, oh my god, I'm swinging at Tommy Dreamer, and then next thing you know, he hits me with like a trash can lid or something like that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that that didn't work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, when um, I I was over in the other on the other side of the ring. I think it was two. It was on it was, yeah, it was on the other side of the ring, and um, he walked over there. Well, well, let me let me let me uh, wind back. So I have a standoff with uh, Tommy uh, Dreamer, and um, I'm looking at him. He's looking at me, and I'm like, "All right, so I need to hit him because he don't care about me at all." So um, I go to hit him, and he starts hitting me with jabs, and I think he had on his uh, dusty pants, uh, polka dot yellow uh, pants. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he just he starts hitting me with the elbows and hits me with that final elbow and I'm like God that hurt <laughs> and um, so he he goes over and I should have known better so he goes over to the other ring and he gets a bag and he pulls out thumbtacks and something in the back of my head is like Hey you should go and climb the top rope and maybe if you jump on him maybe he'll land in it so yeah that should be a great idea. And so I get up in there. In theory, in theory, it sounds and, like it's And so I get up there, and I'm like, okay, well, he's right there. So by the time he turn around, I should just go ahead and jump. And then by the time right. I get my footing, he's already turned around, and he hits me below the belt. And I'm like, Tommy Dreamer is just breaking my heart right now. Like, this is terrible. Oh, my God, he got me. And then that's you know, him and Harlem Pavaco just throw me into the thumbtacks. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stay down here and not move anymore. <laughs> Whatever happens in this match just happens. I'm done. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it was a, it was, uh, a, it was a real it it was a real um it was really entertaining to uh to be in that match. It was it was um I, a lot of people say it was fun, but you know, walking to the back and you know guys pulling thumbtacks out of my back. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't a real fun night, but we won though, so <clears throat> And that's what matters. Yeah. Right. You won. You won. Uh, speaking of winning, I'm I'm curious, what did it mean to you to win the Fire of the Carolinas for twenty nineteen? Um, so <laughs> I my wife actually um um messaged me uh, when they was announcing the awards, and she was like, uh, "Hey, guess what? You won Fire of the Carolinas." Um, in 2017, uh, I won uh, Rising Star of the Year, and then I went down with the injury. So, 2018 was pretty much just a, uh, you know, a rebuild year from you know trying right. to get back right and you know get back in the groove of things. Um, 2019, especially the uh, the back half of 2019 was a uh, really uh, special year. Um, I was able to um, get to a more uh, 
places. Um, I was able to uh, wrestle in uh, New York for the first time and been wrestling for a couple shows up north, um, winning some uh, tag team championships with uh, Montana Black and, um, you know, really uh, coming into my own, getting right back into the groove of where I left off in uh, 2017. Um I know a lot of guys don't like the uh, the awards. Uh, they just feel like, uh, you know, just, you know, a fan thing or whatever. But uh, just being recognized of the work that I've put in for 2019, it means a lot uh, to me, uh, especially um, as a uh, wrestler. You get down on yourself sometimes because you feel like you're not doing enough. But to somebody, and that award shows that to somebody that um, – that I am putting the work in and that, uh, you know, that people appreciate that work that I am putting in. Well, I, I would think that, um, you know, you started with, you know, rising star and then you got fire of the Carolinas, uh, 2020 could be your year to get wrestler of the year. Mm. Well, I, well, I say, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just keep on putting work. If if I get it, I get it. I don't, I don't. You know, that's that's not going to stop me from trying to reach my goal. And for one of those goals, get the uh, get my PWX World Heavyweight Championship back. Well, I can tell you this: that we are all Team TJ. Absolutely. And we wish nothing nothing but the best and. I certainly hope that the next time you and I uh, see one another and speak to one another, that you have that PWX title. Uh, you and me, you and me both. Um, I think um, I think that uh, the way that um, it went for uh, X16 um, I th- um, night one, well, that was really quick, uh, but. Uh, Night two, standing in the middle of that ring and just hearing uh, TJ Chance, it, it, it really made me feel uh, great about the direction that I'm going in and hoping that, um, you know, a lot of big things happen for the rest of the year. Well, we're totally behind you. Yep, 100%. 100%. TJ, a uh, qu- quick side note. You do realize that Tommy Dreamer is known as the innovator of violence, right? That's his moniker, his shtick, his gimmick, right? Yeah, uh, I've yeah. Uh, I got some uh, old ECW uh, DVDs that uh, yeah. I haven't touched since uh, War Games. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to see his face right now, so yeah. I was just, I was just just checking, just checking. Uh, one of the bright spots at the end of 2019 has to be you in Montana collectively known as grit having some standout moments at wrestle K 2019, which you mentioned thoughts on your performance that weekend. And what did you take away from the weekend? Um, that was actually my very first, uh, wrestle Cade, uh, weekend. And, mm-hmm. um, being there, uh, being there, especially, uh, wrestling, uh, night one was a was a was an honor. Um, you know, with the uh, guys that were in the locker room, guys that I've seen on TV, and um, 
you know, some of the guys that I've seen growing, watching growing up. Um, it was it was a very uh, awesome experience. Um, to be honest with you, just seeing all these uh, wrestlers, it was just pretty much like a big wrestling family reunion. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to share those moments and have some stories to tell, um, I'm hoping that something can work itself out to where we can be invited back to WrestleCade next year and, you know, mm-hmm. just have more fun the second year, my second year there. So, Yeah. Any any particular moment really stand out for you, TJ, somebody that you saw or got to talk to or a tidbit of advice or anything that uh, really struck with you? Well, um, so me and Montana uh, wrestled the Gymnasty Boys and Nick Iggy and I can't remember the other guy's name, um, but um, I know we, who you're uh, referring to. You filled yeah. in for 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 uh, Carrie Awful, the Carnies, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. And um, Crime Time came and watched our match. Uh, both uh, JTG and uh, Chad Gaspar, and um, a buddy of mine uh, told us that after our match, they they left back out. So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. So the uh, next day with the uh, big uh, uh, meet and greet that they had of all the uh, wrestling legends and all that stuff, uh, we mm-hmm. me and Montana walked in, and crime time is probably like, about four or five tables down as soon as you walk in. And uh, they're, they're, they see us, and they're like, hey, what's up? I was like, are they talking to us? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, 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 y'all, y'all, y'all come here. And so we go over there, you know, we, you know, we dap them up and, you know, all that stuff and uh, we shake their hands. And they're like, hey, man, y'all did an awesome job uh, Friday night. And Montana, you know, he's talking to him. And I'm kind of like, uh, oh, snap, it's crime time. Like, you know, I watched y'all, you know. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, they was like, hey, uh, y'all uh, stole our move. And I was like, stole your move? What move? <laughs> that chokeslam powerbomb. I was like, when did y'all ever do a chokeslam powerbomb? <laughs> and uh, JTG was uh, telling, us, telling us that, uh, yeah, um, We've been wanting to try to do that move, but nobody doesn't. Nobody don't want to take it. And they're like, "How do y'all get people to take it?" And we told them we was like, "We tell them that's our finishing move. You gonna take it? That's it." <laughs> <laughs> so, this is, this so, so we talked. So we talked to them for a while, and um, I end up uh, getting uh, their uh, booking information. So. Uh, JTG uh, follows uh, me. We follow each other on Instagram, and okay. uh, you know I, I'll send a message every now and then. You know, seeing how you know how everything's going, and uh, what we're trying to work out is uh, getting you know grit versus crime time some up um, somewhere. Oh, that'd be, that'd cool. be great. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, so I think that'd be a big, yeah, I think that'd be a, a a real good way to. Uh, you know, test me and me and Montana and you know, there ain't nothing wrong with having, you know, crime time on your resume if you're trying to get some more booking somewhere else. Absolutely. The, yeah, and the the guy that wrestled with Nick Eagy was Jaden Newman. Don't want to leave anybody's there, name out. There, like yeah. I said, we were 
all-inclusive. The only problem I can see with the grit versus crime time is, is that they're not going to buy that that's your finisher now, so you're going to have to come up with something else. Uh, well, me and me and Montana um, teamed up um, this past weekend, and we got an, another little move. So we got a couple more. Moves ah, good to know. Good to know. Uh, we had already mentioned the upcoming event for PWX. Other than the, that event, what other events are coming up for you, TJ? Whether by yourself or collectively with Montana, where are you going to be at coming up? Well, um, I think this weekend. Uh, I don't have anything, so I'll have a chance to rest up and, um, you know, be good. Uh, this past weekend, I had uh, at the uh, return of uh, High Velocity Wrestling in Hendersonville where I wrestled uh, uh, J.D. Drake, and then that, uh-huh. uh, my chest still hurts after that match. Uh-huh. And then, um, had <laughs> and we made a event at that, and then we had to be in Atlanta, Georgia at 9 in the morning, so on Sunday, so that was fun. Um, but some up, yeah, so some up upcoming shows, um, we have a uh, GCW uh, Generation Championship Wrestling in uh, Florida, and then the next day we'll still be in Florida for Fest Wrestling. Um, after that, we'll have a PWX um then I think only thing we're doing now is just pretty much just getting things together. Um, February 29th, I'll be back in uh, Hendersonville for uh, HVW, take on okay. uh, six. And then um, I think we're just pretty much just getting our eggs in the basket for WrestleMania weekend. Okay. And got some yep. shows in uh, Florida for, for that. So that'll just be my first time wrestling for WrestleMania weekend. So I'm very excited about that. So Yep, a lot of shows coming up WrestleMania weekend coming up in Tampa for sure. Uh TJ Boss merchandise, eight by ten shirts, anything like that we need to be aware of? Um, we uh I think I may have said some last time, but some things ended up happening I had you know, I had to get through Christmas with these uh children's. But uh <laughs> but yeah, we got some uh we got some uh T J Boss uh T shirts coming out here soon. Uh the big man on campus shirts. Um, I'm hoping to have those by Rise of a Champion uh, this okay. year. And, um, you know, I have 8 by 10s And we're going to be thinking of some uh, other things to uh, throw on the merchandise table. So that way, you know, we can get some people to buy them up. For fans that want to connect with you on social media, TJ, how can they do that? Um, on uh, Facebook, you can catch me at uh, facebook.com. Uh, slash TJ Boss seventy seven, uh, Twitter and Instagram is uh, at the TJ Boss seventy seven, and I think that's all I got. I ain't got nothing else because I ain't got no Snapchat nothing like that. My wife would kill me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I know those three main things though. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. No TikTok, none of that other stuff, folks. So, oh, uh, oh no, my my wife, my wife, my my wife is my wife is the real boss, and you know uh, what she uh, thinks. So, hey, brother, I I understand living in that world. I know it one hundred percent. That's for real. I know. That. <laughs> TJ, thank you so much for coming back on the show, man. We had a great time speaking with you. I knew we would. And uh, certainly want to wish you all the best coming up here in 2020. 
Well, thank y'all so much. Thank y'all for having me again. Um, it was a honor, and if, like I said, I'm always free if y'all want to do it one more time. Okay. TJ, thanks again. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon. See you uh, y'all do the same. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> there goes TJ Boss as I push the button too quick, and we'll be back after this uh, brief message. Hey, everybody. Monkhouse Bob. And the lovely Laura. Folks, we've been telling you for the last five years. Five years. Five years. Five years. Five years. Five years. All the different ways that you can listen to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. You can hear us on www.fnx.network. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, blah, 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 blah. The most important thing is, do you listen? Every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Don't miss it. Great having uh, TJ Boss on the show. Always very straightforward. Tells it like it is. Uh, throws some humor in there with it, and uh, you got another another great two time guest. What do you think about TJ? Oh, I liked him a lot. I you know met him for the first time briefly at WrestleCade, and that's when he was like, you know, man, I I didn't get to talk to you. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was on your show, and like I said, that's the first wrestler that's ever come up and said anything like that to me. So yeah, um, he's, a, he's a cool guy. He 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 was, and um, uh, that's no hype, folks. We are Team TJ. Uh, I hope that he gets that PWX title back uh, in the very near future. Yeah, I got a chance to see them both briefly at uh, WrestleCade. Put a little profile picture up on Facebook. Uh, it's like standing between two giant redwoods is, is yeah. what it's like. Uh, two two monstrous-sized individuals. They're both highly athletic and have an incredibly, incredibly bright future in professional wrestling. Certainly uh, want to thank TJ for coming on the show and uh, certainly want to wish him all the best coming up this year. Uh, I want to jump backwards for a minute. Because there's uh, been a couple of bright spots come out of uh, NWA. Have you watched NWA Power over the past uh, week or two? I have. <laughs> they had a great pay-per-view. Um, I enjoyed, um, you know, the matches. I enjoyed seeing um, Ricky Morton and Nick Aldis. I really enjoyed that. Um, I have high hopes for, you know, uh, in NWA. I, I'm, I do wish that they would put... Uh, some kind of title on Caleb Conley because uh, I think he could carry he could carry to a division like mm-hmm. why Aaron uh, uh, formerly known as uh, Damian Sandow why does he have that U.S. or that national belt can somebody explain that to me he, uh, I don't know the, the whole comedy relief thing him and the question mark uh, you know I, I think some of it's entertaining I, uh, have some no of it isn't, but I mean, and even I think he, you know, um, formerly known as Damian Sandow, I think he's getting a raw end of the deal because he's a good wrestler. Doesn't necessarily need the comic relief, but it's just me. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I'm just glad to see some good, you know, um, 
I don't want to say old-fashioned, but it's good to see people like George South on something like this, uh, a C.W. Anderson, who are, you know, of course, you know, George South is the NWA. Um, and it's good to see someone like C.W. Anderson who emulates a lot of, you know, old-school wrestlers. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's something to be said for all kinds of styles of wrestling. I'd just like to see some of and I know it'll never go back to the way it was when you and I were, you know, kids. But it's just good to see some of those elements pop up and to know, oh, these guys really get it. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. And, you know, we've had the the conversation um, about, you know, Caleb Conley. And I, I think that he's a good fit for T or a good Fit for M- <laughs> TNA Impact. Uh, he's a good so fit for NW. I'm tr- I'm doing three things at once. I was batting a thousand. I was getting ready to brag on myself because I just confirmed something else. At any rate, he is a good fit for the NWA because he can wrestle that basic, fundamental, strong style in NWA, uh, and he also mixes in some other stuff, a little some more modern moves. Uh, I guess time will tell. It, it all depends. It, uh, there, there are several factors there. Um, the two things that really stood out for me over the course of the past couple of weeks with the NWA, one is former show guest Thunder Rosa winning the NWA Women's Championship. And if yes. I have this correct, I have this correct. I, I'm almost positive that I'm correct. That she is the first Mexican-born athlete to hold the NWA title, whether male or female. Okay. I'm almost almost positive she was born in Tijuana, Mexico, uh, and her stock has risen dramatically. I I I even tweeted her. I I was thinking about this from watching the early tape and the early, and seeing the early match posters, promotional posters. Uh, from her wrestling in California to where she is now some six years later. Uh, just an incredible, she is another one that is just an absolutely incredible pure athlete um, and couldn't be couldn't be happier for her. Uh, that one stood out. The second one that stood out to me, and I watched it uh, last night, was the sit-down talk between Nick Aldis and Marty Skrull, uh where Nick lays out the terms for the net, for the heavyweight championship uh, match, what the terms will be. That back and forth that they had had me on the edge of my seat. Because, oh, nice. I haven't seen it. Huh? I said, oh, nice. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't. Okay. I'm not going to give too much of it away because number one, it took it took real life real life events and interwove them into the story and were told by two guys that get it that absolutely get it what the draw is on how to get somebody invested and that you take a portion of something a portion of the truth and you amplify it times 10 and you draw people in it had me drawn in and I, I, 
uh, people could, uh, wrestlers, younger wrestlers in the business today could learn a lot from sitting down and watching this exchange between Nick and Marty on the latest episode of NWA Power. I highly, highly recommend it. Take a look at it and tell me what you think. That's how it's done. That's how you draw people in. So make sure that you uh, make sure you check that out, Laura. I mean, it it, it was it was really okay. good, really good. The other thing that I saw this week uh, came out. Uh, Gail Kim, uh, people were familiar with Gail Kim, uh, pretty much helped to build the then TNA uh, women's division, now known as Impact Wrestling, and works behind the scenes as a producer. Gail Kim, in an interview this week, says that she has not seen any signs of racism or bullying in three years from Tessa Blanchard, and three years being, (coughs) excuse me, her tenure, her return while working with Tessa in Impact Wrestling. Um, Gail went on to speak uh, saying that it would be highly unbelievable that a company like Impact Wrestling would exert or put forth the time, money, attention, or investment into a person that they feel would basically, and I'm paraphrasing, self-implode by not being able to work with other individuals. I thought the interview was very telling. Excuse me. Oh, I got a frog in my throat. Get a drink here. I... So I I thought the interview was very telling. I can't see real. Monroe, a.k.a. Big Swole, out and saying that a situation happens, I can't see her putting herself on the line like that if it didn't happen. Okay. And and I read Tessa's updated, I don't know whether you would call it an apology or what. I guess what I'm wanting... um, more from Tessa, and you know, she doesn't owe me a thing. I don't owe her anything either. Um, I would just like to see her say, you know, I did some shitty things back then, and you know, be specific about, especially the two that were brought to light, mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm very sorry for what I did and for how I thought and I'm very I've you know I've made amends with the people that I did this to and I am ready to go forth from here and to be a better person um I still support Tessa Blanchard I still like Tessa Blanchard um but that's just what I would like to see but that's just me And we we've not really talked about this since this all came about with you know the allegations of bullying and racism and obviously we mentioned we mentioned her winning the impact championship making history um i want to divide this into two segments and address both of these both of these subjects on the issue of bullying 
Now, I kind of alluded to it last week when we had Hayden Ramsey on the show. I had asked her, when does high expectations of an individual or a match cross the line between just that, high expectations? When does it cross the line into what could be perceived as bullying? Um, is it that we're, is it that she is demanding, demanding of herself, demanding of her opponent, demanding of the match quality? And can that be construed as, you know, being bullying? If you're being tough on your opponent or tough on yourself or saying, Hey, you know, you, you did this all wrong. This is what we, this is what should have happened. Is that, is that construed as being bullying or is it being hypercritical of the situation? The second thing, and you and I have talked about this uh, privately. I, I find it, I don't want to say that I don't, what basically what we're hearing is a lot of hearsay. It's a lot of he said, she said. During the course of this whole thing, the one thing that stands out to me the most is that no one has cited the specific incident itself and in, in how it came about or what the context was, that it was if it occurred. I'm not saying that that would make it any better or any worse, but the lack of detail is alarming to me. Uh, obviously, there's only a couple of people that really know if something happened at all. But that lack of detail and then everybody piling on afterwards is what concerns me the most. Do you do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. I can talk that. Um, again. Exactly. I, um, it is, you know, you know, now that you have mentioned it, the lack of detail is alarming. However, I go back to knowing the kind of person that Ariel is. Mm-hmm. And she just got this new deal with AEW. Why would you put that, you know, why would you even insert yourself in into this when you, you were not mentioned at all? Exactly. By name, by in, in, you know, innuendo, in, you know, insinuating, whatever. Um, I, I just find it hard to believe that it didn't happen. Um, you know, the context in which it happened would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one has the right to talk to anyone in that manner. Oh, and I no agree one hundred percent. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want anybody to misconstrue what I'm saying. It, it, I'm saying if the incident did take take place, and it does, it, there's nothing that can negate or make that any better. That that that's not my point at all. My point is simply, I find the lack of detail disturbing, and I find the amount of piling on after the fact deafening. You know, it's just like, oh, and by the way, this is what I heard too, or that there has not been, it's just been so vague. You know, I, I just, there's something there that just rubs me wrong about it. I mean, if, let me, let me put it to you like this. Okay. If I were going to call somebody out on something that severe on that type of public platform, I would have the who, what, why, where, when, and how down. So there would be no, 
gray area. There would be none of this vagueness that seems to be concerning people, at least concerning me, that it would be clear cut. You know, it was, this is when it happened. This is who was there. This is, you know, this is what I did. This is what I didn't do. I, because basically all you're doing is putting out an allegation, even in the person that allegedly this incident took place with, with La Rosa Negra. In her, I saw a video interview with her. There was vagueness there too. She did not cite specifically any detail about what, about what happened. And and I know that with her English, there is a there is a language gap there, not a barrier, but a gap. And like I said, I I just I don't know. There's just something about the whole thing that, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I hope that I'm I I, I hope that I'm not wrong, but. There's just something that uh, there's something about the whole situation that I that I just didn't I don't care for I, I don't care for it at all and you know here's the other thing is that you know in the in the world of social media you know how it goes uh, 24 hours you know leading up into that pay per view that Sunday night the day before and into Sunday and then after winning you know that Monday it's just like with you know social media, let's move on to the next thing. It's time, time, you know, we've seen enough here. Time to go jump on something else. You know, and and that was it. Well, and, and that is, um, you know, that is very unfortunate and very disheartening. Um, that it, you know, the cycle is that. Um, yeah, it's like it's like let's go look at the next car wreck. This one's done. Yeah. They cleaned this well, This one's been cleaned up. Let's go look down to the next corner. I have seen stuff on Twitter that is savages all get out toward yeah. her. Yeah. No, um, just... and, and, you know, I, I guess that's just another reason why I'm going to, you know, step away from social media after the show ends because I'm just sick of this. I'm just well, sick I mean, of it... all this negativity and all this, you know, well, I mean, after that, it was, you know, the passing of Rocky Johnson. And one of the first things that I, you know, that, that pulled up, uh, you know, was, you know, the Rock's emotional breakdown after the passing of his father. And then, you know, a couple of days later, the funeral uh, allegations, you know, Pat Patterson being drunk at the funeral and saying things out of contest and Vince McMahon getting up on stage and making a fool of himself. And it's just like, oh, my God, the man just died. And and this is the this is the clickbait that we come up with, yeah. You know, just uh, like I said, the, it it'll be something else, you know. And then uh, I don't know. It's just on and on and on and on and on. But something that won't go on and on and on and on is this show because we only have five episodes left. And coming up next week, <laughs> coming up next week. We return to one of my favorite areas of the country. Guess where we're going, Laura? Pack up the wagon. We are going to Burke County. Why are we going to Burke County, would you ask? Because, ladies and gentlemen, there are heroes in Burke County. Living, breathing heroes in Burke County. And what I mean by that is $5 wrestling returns, y'all. Next week, we're going to have 
Big Donnie, Little Donnie, Terry Houston, and the man that has put $5 wrestling on his back. That's keeping the lights on around that place. Jeff, the Hitman Hart. <laughs> the Hitman Hart will be on this show. Count them one, two, three, four. Four of our favorite individuals from $5 Wrestling come back to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show next week. And if you think you're tired now, you better hold on to your britches because this one's going to be a barn burner. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Get the Kleenex ready. Get the get the get the uh, get the muscle cream rub ready because your sides are going to be hurting so bad. I guarantee it, folks. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. I got some. I got to ask Jeff Hart about that mullet. And here's the funny thing: is like on, you know, on your memories on Facebook. Uh, what came yeah. up today was the time that Jeff Hart's uh, account got hacked. And someone uh, was trying to send me money who was speaking, like, really good English. And I was like, I know this isn't Jeff because his English is not that good. Exactly. uh, (laughs) I can't wait. You know, $5 Wrestling is actually heading back to, you know, a town where they, you know, they got started. They're going back up into Indiana. Yeah, Um, taking the show on the road. Again. So, yeah, super excited to get to talk to these guys as we, you know, start to, you know, we're, instead of being on the road to WrestleCade, we're on the road to, um, retirement, retirement. Yeah. Um, (laughs) you know, uh, I'm taking a break from, from wrestling. I I don't know about you, Bob. I don't know what you're taking. If, If you are taking a break, I don't know. Um, uh, but, um, going to be really good to, talk with uh, our favorite five dollar guys again especially with jeff cart being the five dollar wrestling champion so um <laughs> gonna have to have we get to go we get to go in depth with jeff hart on that five star rated match according to dave Meltzer, between him and joey janella we're going to find out how jeff carried joey through that entire match uh, and now is carrying the company as well. Yeah, carrying the company as well. Uh, We're on the road to nowhere, Bob. It's a talking road to head talking. Mr. George Coles just told me about that. So. Uh, well, I guess that's better than the road to perdition. So, uh, Folks, we thank, we thank you for listening to this episode of Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. We're heard here every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time on every major podcast platform known to mankind. Uh, make sure you go over to fnx.network, check them out. And let me see, am I going to leave anything out? I did leave something out. Uh, be good to one another. Be kind. Try to smile. And remember, there's never a bad seat here at the Armory. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. have been listening to live from the armory wrestling show the premier podcast of indie wrestling 
Listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at From the Armory. We're also streamed worldwide on www.fnx.network. And we're also available on Stitcher. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. If you like what you hear, please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you.